Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of our podcast, A Thousand Wise. I'm Shen Ting. In China, we have an old saying that goes like, 开门七件事，柴米油盐酱醋茶 which means there are seven necessities for starting one's day. Literally, they are firewood, rice, oil, salt, soy sauce, vinegar, and tea. And another saying goes like this: There are seven treasures for literati. Namely, there are qin, or the Chinese zither, chess, calligraphy, painting, poetry, wine, and tea. So you can see that no matter it is for the ordinary people or the men of letters. Tea is always there for the Chinese people for generation after generation. Well, you know, actually, people living in different places of China have different habits of drinking tea, and they drink different types of tea. But it never changes the fact that tea is still one of the most important components for the daily life of a Chinese. Every day, you know, when I get into my office, I would start the whole day of my work with a cup of tea. Just like many Westerners starting their day with a cup of coffee, although nowadays many Chinese young people, especially the white collars, also have the habit of drinking a cup of coffee in the morning, tea is never completely replaced by any other kind of drinks. And in many cases, I think other drinks like coffee are only like something complementary to the traditional Chinese drink of tea. So today. Let's talk a little bit about tea, and explore more about the tradition of tea culture in China. Tea is an aromatic beverage, commonly prepared by pouring hot or boiling water over cured leaves of the Camellia sinensis, an evergreen shrub native to East Asia. After water. It is the most widely consumed drink in the world. There are many different types of tea. Some, like Darjeeling and Chinese greens, have a cooling, slightly bitter, and astringent flavor. While others have vastly different profiles that include sweet, nutty, floral, or grassy notes. Tea originated in southwest China during the Shang Dynasty, where it was used as a medicinal drink. An early credible record of tea drinking dates to the third century A.D. in a medicinal text written by Hua Tuo. It was popularized as a recreational drink during the Chinese Tang Dynasty, and tea drinking spread to other East Asian countries. Portuguese priests and merchants introduced it to Europe during the 16th century. During the 17th century. Drinking tea became fashionable among Britons, who started large-scale production and commercialization of the plant in India. Combined, China and India supplied 62% of the world's tea in 2016. Okay, having got a whole picture about the tea in the whole world. Let's get back to China. You know, tea holds a special and unique place in Chinese culture, 
because it has such a close relationship with even the early stage of the Chinese civilization. And nowadays, it is no exaggeration to claim that we have nearly a billion and a half adherents. So the love of the Chinese toward tea all starts with an ancient guy named Shen Nong, or the Divine Farmer, in the ancient Chinese myth. Shen Nong was one of the founding fathers of the Chinese culture. He is believed to live some 4,500 years ago, and is credited with inventing tea. One day, a wild leaf happened to fall into the water he was boiling, while traveling with his army, and he just figured, "Hey, why not give it a shot?" Supposedly, the new elixir helped him feel energized and refreshed. So from then on. The tea began to walk into the daily life of the Chinese people. In the following centuries of growth of the tea culture, it has experienced various stages with different forms. In the very beginning. The tea leaves were simply fresh boiled and taken as a kind of soup. Then, in the Tang Dynasty, the tea leaves were ground and processed into powders, and were mixed with water to drink as tea. This kind of form was spread to Japan and was well kept there and developed into Japan's own tea culture of matcha. Then it comes the stage of dried and preserved tea, which continues to the present days. So now we have several major kinds of tea popular among Chinese people. Usually, we have five major types of tea in China: green tea, black tea, oolong tea, dark tea, and white tea. They're distinguished mainly by different methods of production. The amount of time the leaves are processed determines whether you end up with a green, black, or oolong tea, and so on. And interestingly, some Chinese people relate each type of tea to certain human characteristics. It is said that green tea, which is simple and light, stands for scholasticism of South China. Black tea, mild and reserved, is regarded as rather ladylike. Oolong tea, warm and persistent, resembles the perseverance of philosophers. Dark tea, with its lingering aftertaste, symbolizes the wisdom of the elderly. Although tea could be characterized with different types, but they share a common feature. That is, although tea is bitter upon your very first taste, it will give you an aftertaste of sweetness. So that's why we Chinese people believe that drinking tea is like you know tasting one's own life. The mixture of bitterness and sweetness that one could taste in the tea symbolizes the ups and downs, the happiness and the sorrow of life. Moreover, both the traditional Chinese medicine and the modern scientific research both state that drinking tea has many benefits to one's health. Such benefits, of course, go far beyond refreshment. At the very least, it's a good way of getting enough fluid into your body each day. Because we know that drinking enough water is beneficial to your body, to your health, and sometimes people just think that it is no taste to drink the plain water. 
so tea can solve this problem. And on top of that, studies have shown tea can help protect your teeth and your heart, as well as you know possibly even helping to stave off cancer. That's why tea is even getting more and more popular throughout the world. So, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, different people from different places in China usually drink different kinds of tea, and such difference comes from the difference of climate, the quality of earth, the landforms, and the history of local culture, and so on. For example, in my hometown, Hangzhou, the capital of East China's Zhejiang Province, the green tea is definitely dominant in people's life. And Hangzhou is also the hometown for one of the most famous tea brand name, the Longjing Tea or the Dragon Well Tea. Walking through paths in mountains and valleys located in the neighborhood of Hangzhou Metropolis, you can easily spot green rows of tea plants spreading over slopes of hills. So it's quite natural for me to form a habit of drinking green tea, as Dragon Well Tea belongs to the type of green tea. So although I've tried some other types of tea and also fell in love with some, still the green tea always remains the top choice for me if I want to have a cup of tea. You know, sometimes when I am on a business trip in other places of the country or I just travelled abroad, it won't be so convenient for me to get a cup of green tea. Then I would feel very uncomfortable and would always explore every avenue to get one. I think this is quite understandable for many of our audience, right? If you have the habit of drinking coffee every day, yeah, I've met a lot of foreigners who come to China and ask me where can he or she get a cup of coffee. But for me, the condition could be a little bit stricter, that only a cup of green tea, not just a cup of tea, can really soothe me in a most comfortable way. Okay, so today I've talked a little bit about the history of tea, and how the Chinese people love drinking tea. Uh, with the example of myself, so I hope now you can have a better understanding or a clearer picture about the tea culture in China. I don't know what type of tea do you like the most, the green tea, the black tea, or any other kind of tea. If you come to China, you can have a try on each type of the tea and make a decision. So that's all for today's episode. See you next time.